let the headline say, after desecrating a king cake on national TV, L. Duncan entered witness protection and sought refuge in the jungle. Welcome to the L. Duncan Show. I'm L. Duncan. It's featuring Gary Streisky. Gary is coming to you from his home in Connecticut. That's right. Oh, maybe. That is not a... Is that your New Hampshire home? L, I am at the Tipsy Moose Mountain Chalet here in beautiful oh. Guilford, New Hampshire, um, which is probably on the opposite side of every spectrum where you're calling in from because you got sunnies on and looks like a sunburn. Yeah, I am rocking a monster sunburn. I am okay. wearing sunglasses. I was not joking. I didn't actually enter witness protection program. I always planned on going straight from the set of Baton Rouge for game day to Panama. Um, all respect to the people who are sending me recommendations for Panama City Beach. Uh, that was where I would frequent in high school. I have not been to the Redneck Riviera in some time. This is Panama, the country, Panama City. I am in the jungle. And um, I got to be honest with you, man. I am a big Central American fan. I have been to Costa Rica numerous times. I got married in Costa Rica, spent some time in Belize. It's dope. Panama, really, really cool city. Digging it, loving it, not loving how bright the sun is or the fact that I still, after 40 years on this earth, have, I don't know, color shade amnesia and forget that I cannot be this close to the equator without sunscreen on. I attempted to do that today and now I am, I'm burning from the inside. Yeah, Shorty, you can't get that close to the to the, to the equator and feel like you're going to win that one-on-one. -on -one. Look at that. Look Damn, L, you were Look on a that. boat I'm for sure. real, for real. I was on a boat for only like five hours, and that's what happened. Look at that. That's going to that's gonna help for the YouTube subscribers. That's going to help the YouTube subscribers. I'm somewhat flashing Gary a little bit. I'm showing yep. him more peck. Yep. You know than I than anything, but I'm giving him uh -huh. a little look, just a little taste. It yep. looks like I'm wearing a. Uh, just so you guys are aware, when I took a shower earlier, my husband just exclaimed, white titties. So that's pretty oh, much what we're doing. With. Shout out Omar. Happy birthday to that's, him. I was like, awesome. So that's where we're at, guys. I had a thought that I thought it was super funny that you can go visit the Panama Canal, but it's like an actual just work site for people who like have to clock in. Meanwhile, you have tourists who are like, let's go visit the canal. Look at all these people working. Ah, this is so great. Yeah. They're like, you're like waving at them. You're like, wow, this was like <laughs> such a fun vacation for me. They're like, really? I'm loading like 600 million pounds of cargo. This sucks. <laughs> I've been sweating for weeks. It's, it's hot. It's very, very hot. Well, Elle, I know that you put out a, uh, I know you put out a, um, a public service announcement on Twitter I to did. try to find exactly where you could find yeah. um, the championship games yesterday because yeah. rain, shine, on the clock, off the clock, vacation or otherwise, we had some football to watch yesterday, and I think that today's Monday morning quarterbacking is at an absolute all-time high based off of what we saw in both of those games, AFC Championship, everybody's questioning Lamar, and then AFC Championship, everybody is questioning Dan Campbell as if him being daring and going for it on fourth down and trusting in his guys is like just some new thing he decided to do for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Dan, watching Dan Campbell yesterday, I was like, man, this is exactly one of those things where it's like when you have a friend who's like slightly problematic 
you call, you know, you're like, he kind of will always do that thing. And like, at first you call it like balls and you're like, man, that guy's got balls, man. He'll do anything. Like he's always willing to like do what he wants to do. That's great until he ropes you into it. And then, you know, then you're just at a bar in Panama hanging out and you're in a fight because he just always has to go there. That's what it felt like watching this. It felt inevitable. Like we hyped him up too much, man. We hyped Dan Campbell up all year long. We empowered him to go for it on fourth down over and over and over and over. And because of that, this is what he did. The worst possible time for him to show how ballsy he is, to show how much chutzpah he's got, and he did it. I'm sorry, Gary. No, there's no excuse for this. What and why? Why? I was worried about this exact situation before we got on this cause. Like, I really hope L doesn't fall into the bucket that a lot of our colleagues and counterparts and others in the industry are finding the themselves correct one falling, finding them themselves falling into. We can't fall in love with this guy for the way he's sort of taken the bulls by the horn in his third season with the Lions and been daring and got them to 12 wins in the regular season. And this is why they're so good because he trusts his guys and he goes for it on fourth down a third of the time in the regular season. And he converts at the highest clip that we've ever seen. And the first 15 times that he's got, rather the past 15 times he's gone for it on fourth down leading into yesterday's game, he was like 14 of 15 or some ridiculous conversion rate and then get mad at him for not converting by the same way we just got done hyping him up, praising him up, and being like, this dude is different. We can't be those people, L. We can't be that short-sighted and two-faced that we start calling this guy out for doing what he's done all season. I'm not being short-sighted at all, Gary. That's the point. The point is, is that I thought it was hilarious when he was funneling beers and doing his thing and getting the bar hype. But I also knew that at some point he was going to have to get in my car and all that funneling beers meant he was going to puke in my car. And eventually that was going to be my fault. And that's how it felt with Dan Campbell. Like we're not being short-sighted here. I knew that this was eventually going to bite him in the butt because it almost always does. There's a reason that he's, we've never seen anybody doing this at this clip. Okay. It's because sometimes you got to know when to hold him, fold him and walk away. And I understand that all of those instincts that got you here, you want to lean on, but at some point also coaching is calculating risk (laughs) and mitigating risk when necessary. And it just felt like two very critical times. You did not need to go for fourth down on that. You go up by three scores and it would have, essentially made the difference hindsight being 2020 and he's standing by that list here's what i appreciate about dan campbell he's standing by it right he's like listen the same way that mike daniel had to fall on that sword when bradley Mm -hmm. chubb got hurt it was like i gotta stand by this hindsight's 2020 wish i could go back and do it differently can't dan campbell's like i recognize that you're all gonna you know question whether i should have done that or not Um, but i don't regret these decisions at all because it didn't work out this time but next time it will so i respect that Whilst also completely disrespecting the decision. I know you're you're super you're you're super upset about it. If you removed the sunnies, if we didn't have the sunglasses, we would be able to see the fire in your eyes. I literally the, can't. Hey, the sun don't play around at the equator. Uh, yeah, and it's, we can't. It's actual. My eyes are actually burning from the sun. It's not fire. They're just <laughs> on fire. We can't also pretend like a forty-seven and a forty-five yarder are just like foregone conclusions outdoors in that environment with that special teams unit bearing down on a kicker. Like if we're talking, I would even, I would even offer to side with you if it was a situation where it was like an inside 
the 30, if there was, if this was a chip shot for the lions, but I mean, when he went for it on fourth and two and then fourth and three, respectively, they were on the 30 and they were on the 28. So the, they're pushing 50 yarders. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I guess I'm kind of trying to make excuses for him. Listen, you, you, you're using the analogy that like your friend who drinks too much at the bar, he's getting you in trouble. And now y'all getting arrested and you're spending a night in jail for the first time. But what you failed to mention, which I'm glad that you left this little silver lining, this little, mm -hmm. this little area of availability for me here is you were the one driving. He was merely in your car when you threw up. It'd be all good. All right. If, if he was also the one driving, but you were the one driving, Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, these are the guys, David Montgomery, these are the players who are supposed to be converting all right, these plays that he's allowing them and trusting them to call, to complete. That's all I'm saying. He's trusting them to take him home safely. All right. So who's so whose fault is it then? I mean, listen, I think ultimately this Lions run was a fantastic run. And I, I do feel like, honestly, if you're both teams, and I hate being that person because it somehow takes away from the team that won. I mean, Kansas City's defense was fantastic. We haven't even talked about that game yet. True. But if you're the Ravens, if you're the Lions, you are really left feeling like you should have won both of those games. That neither one of those teams, the Niners nor the Chiefs, did enough to wrangle it away from you. But I would tell you that that is the difference. We just experienced the difference between old money and new money. Yes. We did. We just experienced the difference between teams that are consistently there all the time and don't flinch even when they're not having their best games and teams who tighten up are starting to feel the weight of the moment and mm -hmm. can't meet the moment. I felt like that's what we watched with the coaching, with the quarterbacking. It couldn't have been more glaring because not a single one of those four teams played their best game yesterday, but we saw the two that had the most experience walk away with those wins. I mean, the chiefs, despite getting blanked, right. Like in for, for the entire second quarter, yes, you shouldn't win games like that. You do, of course, if you're the chiefs and you've got Patrick Mahomes and like, you can do just enough plays. And I think I tweeted this yesterday, Gary, but this is a little bit of like what the problem was for everybody that wasn't a Patriots fan with Tom Brady is that even if he didn't have his best game, they would just wait for you to make enough calculated mistakes so that they could capitalize on them. And that's exactly what the Chiefs did with the Ravens. Um, and I hate this for Lamar. I hate this for Lamar because I'm in the jungle. I haven't watched a single second of ESPN. It's not really the same thing here anyway. I imagine our colleagues today are doing lots of like when it comes to winning the big game. I think I saw a meme. Lamar Jackson is Zach Wilson. I mean, and mm -hmm. it's, it's tough because he really did choose to have his worst game yesterday. And it's not just what the chiefs were doing, Gary. It seemed as though again, new money. We were watching Lamar try to prove that he was something as opposed to just, seeing what the defense dictated and going from there. There were so many times he should have tucked and run, and it felt like he was adamant that he was going to stand in that pocket and stand tall. And he just, it wasn't a good game, man. The Ravens changed their identity as well. I mean, it was one of the teams in the NFL that leads the league in rushing. I mean, they they run the ball 50% of their offensive plays, and they flipped the script and went just a third of their offensive plays. The Chiefs defense was getting to Lamar at a clip that we've not seen him have to get pressure before. But I'll tell you, when I watched the opening drive of that game and the Chiefs elected to get the ball, receive it, or no, rather, uh, uh, they got the ball and their first drive, they drove down and scored a touchdown. I was like, this game's a wrap. There's no way Patrick Mahomes is losing this game, to your point. He, like, 
knows this moment. And there was so much talk about, you know, Lamar, the way he's matured as a player and he's, he's, uh, he's, he's blocked out this noise and he's a, he's a leader and he's going to get to the Super Bowl. There was just, there was too much of that around him. I think just the, too much of this like happy bubble making him probably feel a little bit more, a little bit too comfortable. Like I'm him. Yes, we know he, you're him, but you're going up to, to beat the man, to be the man. You got to beat the man. And the dude across the sideline is the man. So you can't go in here with any preconceived ideas that like, just because you got here, you've already made it. The interceptions that he threw, it was so uncharacteristically bad. RC is on ESPN this morning. Dan Olofsky on ESPN this morning talking about, damn, we got no excuses for Lamar. And you know, some of our coworkers, you know, they cape for Lamar harder than anybody. And they're like, sure. we got nothing to say. <laughs> like, yo, Lamar is two and four, two and five now. What point are you just like, bright lights too much? I think when we just saw him be Lamar, play loose, that's when you started seeing him get some of those big chunk yardages. I, I don't really know what's going on with Lamar. I could sit here all day long. I can listen to my coworkers who watch all the film in the world. There's just something that either clicks in the postseason or doesn't click in the postseason. And I think that, again, the idea he was able to get past that one sort of hill and that one thing, he had to exercise that one demon, which is getting out of the divisional round, and he did. And now it's going to have to be going toe-to-toe with the Patrick Mahomes. But here's the thing. We can't do... That's a Lamar Jackson without saying the same exact thing to Josh Allen, who can't get by Patrick Mahomes. So last week when everyone was making excuses for Josh Allen, like my guy Dan Orlovsky, and saying, L, the common denominator here is Josh keeps losing to Lamar Jackson. I mean, sorry, Josh keeps losing to Patrick Mahomes. We can't on one side say you have to excuse that Josh Allen keeps getting clipped by arguably the GOAT already or one of them, right? He's going to be contending with Tom Brady for the GOAT. And then turn around and not say the same thing for Lamar Jackson, which is that, yes, he had a bad, personally had a bad game. And I would say that if you just compare the personal quarterback game, right, Josh Allen better in their loss than Lamar Jackson was in his loss. But still, like, there is something to be said for the idea of the Chiefs just being the Thanos at this point of the NFL. Their appearance in the Super Bowl has become inevitable, and it's going to take a perfect game to dismantle them. And it didn't even require a perfect game for the Ravens yesterday, which is why I think it's also disappointing because they yep. still they still had a chance with all the miscues to be in that at the end. I think that's what separates I mean, you get into the playoffs and the wild card round requires a certain level. Um, but then you get to this championship round and and Dan Campbell is on the podium yesterday and Amon Ross St. Brown are talking about literally like three specific plays, three drops in the second half, um, and the two fourth down conversions that they didn't convert. You're talking about five plays. It just seems, and it obviously makes sense, right? You have the four best teams remaining. The margin of error when you get to this point in the season, you can literally count on one hand. And I know that so many times people are like, oh, you can't, you can't just look at one play in this game. I'm of the other belief that you actually can i mean these players are literally saying these are the three plays that separate mm-hmm. the 49ers being the one seed in the nfc and the detroit lions being a three seed getting to the super bowl um margins are thin when you get to this level and the patrick mahomes and the 49ers as a collective I, I, kyle shanahan actually he's got the monkey off his back too but uh patrick mahomes man they're just 
they're at a different level where those margins have to be razor, razor thin to beat him. Despite him offensively uh, not having the weapons. First of all, the Kadarius Tony thing, like going off on Instagram reels <laughs> the night before the game, be like, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. They lying, cat. They lying. Um, yeah, man, he's on another. Can level. you imagine? They're like, yo, this is a, this is akin to someone being trapped out in the wilderness because one of their tires popped, and like you come and offer a tire that, yeah, is maybe a donut, but could still get them there. And they're like, you know what? We're good. We don't even want the donut. We're going to fill figure it out from here. We do not want your help. And that's, you know, for a team that has no weapons to then go, you know what? We don't want you at all. Like is, we got uh, three, of the, like we got, we got three of these wheels, but Marquez Valdez Scantling though. He had the big drop at the end of the game in the end zone. He's on a bit of a revenge tour last two games. He he's had, he's had yeah. the nail in the coffin. So, Hey, maybe these guys are coming around at the exact most opportune time. Obviously, ahead of the Super Bowl. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So the real question is, I'll be there. You will not be there. Will Correct. Taylor Swift be there? Because we now have the Taylor Swift Bowl. Here's the one thing that I'm already annoyed about. Because this idea of like, I see it in our, our doc right now. Did Taylor Swift ruin football? I'm not biting that. Boo. No, she's just there supporting her man. True. Here's what I'll say. This has already turned into, already I'm seeing quotes like, no, I'm going to let Usher do his thing. Wait, what? Why? Why would anyone assume that Taylor Swift is going to perform at the Super Bowl? Just her and Usher mic. don't have a song together. What are we talking about, people? Why would she do that? She's out on a world tour. She allegedly turned down performing at the Super Bowl. Why would she then hop on with an artist that she's never shared a song with in her entire life? Please make it stop. That is annoying to me. We're not going to do this. We're not going to ask Usher every time Usher goes to do PR about Taylor Swift. All right. Can we please stop? Like full stop on that. Also side note for CBS, if she does end up coming to the game, guys, 
here's where you don't need to cut to the suite for a first down. You know, if they just pick up a first down, it's the Chiefs. They do that a lot, folks. I know some of you are new to this and you don't really know how that works, but we don't need to see the camera every single time he makes an arbitrary catch. I'm all for celebrations. I'm sort of petty, so I'm even for big things, right? He fumbles the ball. I want to see the booth. But I think where the broadcast really oversaturates the booth looks is when they literally go to it for something as benign and nondescript as a first down. No, 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 no. We don't need that. Uh, hell, Do you I think thought, she'll be there? I thought CBS did a great job because the first couple of minutes I was watching the game, they didn't cut to the booth. I was like, maybe she's not there. And then they finally cut to her. I was like, oh, damn. There was no mention of her. It was just a straight cutaway. And I think it was on a first down from Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, 11 for 160 and a touchdown. You know he, she was going to get looks. Um, yeah, she's going to be there. It's the freaking Super Bowl. And as an aside... I think you agree with me here too. The people who are like hating on the whole like dynamic, the relationship, the post-game embrace, they're doing too much, L. They're doing the most. Like this, this, this relationship at this point humanizes them, I think, to such a degree. It just looks like Travis Kelsey is just like, I'm not saying Travis uh, Taylor Swift is like some a random woman, but she's like amongst regular people, like on the field, at the at the foot of the stage watching them get the trophy. I thought the dynamic is cool and I kind of like seeing them vibe like an actual couple. It makes them feel like regular people. She seems crazy down to earth. She seems super like listen, I fully understand that like 7 months ago I was on the this is a stunt train. I've come around. I came around right away really when I realized that I was wrong. But I think in the months since that they've shown and proven to be a real couple who genuinely just wants to support each other. And I'm totally yes. into it. And I dig it. And they just so happen to be two very popular people. She's the most popular person on the planet. But I think that the idea that she's supporting him in the Buffaloes of the world and not just in New York where you get to dress up in the suite and be there for Sunday Night Football, like it's clear that she wants to be there for him. So all of this like hating on Taylor Swift, hating on Travis Kelsey, it's ammo for them too, you guys. Don't you know this? Don't you understand? Don't you know that these people need, they've won already so much. They need people like you to fire them up and give them a reason to win. And that's what you're giving them bulletin board material by saying things like, is Taylor Swift ruining football? She's just trying to support her man. Now, the thing is, she is performing at a concert in Tokyo. I think is this what, like the day before the Super Bowl? Yeah, so she's like, straight. Will she be able to make it? I'm like, honey, it's a whole other world to you when you have a PJ. Facts. When you own a private jet, Okay, and wheels two. are up when you say she's got multiple jets and wheels up or when you say you can make anything happen. So if he's at the Super Bowl, I would have zero doubts that she would be there as well. Taylor Swift don't give a damn about no carbon footprint. All right. She's going to be in Vegas. Yes. Uh, she is. She's pulling up. I wanted Travis Kelsey to say that he loved her when Jim Nance was talking, was talking to him, handing him the AFC uh, championship trophy. I wanted him to be like, thanks, Jim. I just want to thank all the fans. And I want to thank my girlfriend Taylor. <laughs> oh, that would have been. What that have yeah, been but so? Like, but I, I mean, it would have been adorable. But I think people have bullied these couples so much into wanting to have any real, genuine affection for each other. If he does that, the first thing everybody says, just like they did after he held the heart sign up, was, "Oh, you're corny. You're lame. That's cheesy. That's whack. You just want publicity." Uh, so I understand why he doesn't want to address her, right? They were smooching hard. Yeah, they were. Listen, he was they getting smooching. In. That's what I'm saying. Like. Come kiss this winner, baby. Come get you a winner.
like she's like kicking it with the other wags post 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 win Selly. She's like hanging out with Blaine Gabbert's wife and stuff. Like uh, she's a she's a regular. She's a regular. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sure, she's a reg. I wonder if on her power rankings list with all this kissing, if she's got a little chapstick. Oh. hey We've decided, and by we, I mean our fantastic producers, Chris Cologne, Sarah, Christina, to do something called a power ranking, which okay. essentially is our power rankings of the week. Just three random things this week that we're very much enjoying that are giving our life new purpose and meaning, at least for right now. But okay. Because we are a consumer in society, of course, next week we'll be on to something else. So that's how we'll end the show with the three things that are giving us the most good feelings right now. You start. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm in New Hampshire right now, and I'm really, really thankful for my snowblower. L- otherwise, I would still be out in the driveway just hoofing it, probably rupturing multiple, many more multiple discs in my mm-hmm. back. So thanks to my parents for getting me one a couple Christmases ago, and thank you to the Troy-built Storm-Ready 2660 26-inch Gas power snowblower. Hell yeah, brother. There you go. And thank goodness for my cell phone where I just call my snowblower oh. person and he comes and he blows out the driveway. That is also a great option as well. You call Omar when he's just right across the living room for you from you? That's crazy. That's really crazy. Snowblower. <laughs> That's, re- That's what I call him too. That's really crazy. Hey, snowblow dude. Yeah. We like to role play. Okay. Here's mine. Um, right now, especially number one, I'll say number three on my power ranking list. Okay. Google translate. Oh Um, yeah. So there is something about me that is really interesting when you go to a really any Latin Latin country, uh, with me, I am accused of being a Latina woman. Uh, if I'm in Puerto Rico, they think I'm Puerto Rican wherever I go. That's what they assume that I am. Okay. And of particular joy is watching the people give me judgy looks because they think I am a Latina person that does not speak Spanish, ah. which is a coconut, right? So they'll call me a coco. Um, and that's been great. So I use my Google Translate and I have horrible gringo-ish type of Spanish, but it helps me get around despite the fact that the Panamanian people are very patient and incredible and try very hard to speak to me in my native tongue. Google Translate's the way to go. I just want to wear a shirt, Gary, that says, I'm just a black person. I'm like, please stop judging me. I'm not one of you. That's why I don't speak Spanish, even though I really wish that I did. I'm sorry. Please don't judge me. I'm just black. That's a whole lot of font to fit on the front of a shirt. I mean, that's a, that's a, (laughs) that's a, that is a, that is a wordy, wordy statement. And you said it in English. They won't be able to read it, L. <laughs> Damn it. We really gotta we really gotta plan ahead because the way Yo you soy negra americana. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> um L, I am excited for this is a peek behind the curtain here. I, I'm thankful for mousetraps. That's right. 
Oh, I had the Orkin nice. man. I just had the Orkin man come over here. Listen, it's winter time. We're in the woods. Yeah. I bought this house. Mice want to come into warm places. Mm -hmm. it, it just happens. Listen, it just happens. All right. Going to get them all boarded up. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But I'm thankful for mouse traps. Okay. I dig Let's, it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Um. Yeah. By the way, once those things get in, they are really hard to get out, man. Ah, no, nah, they're out. They, burrow, they get in there. They get in, in there. It's all they're good. They're in, they're out. Oh, they're listen, in, they're out. Listen, Gary, Cinderella would not be where she is today if not for all the mice that lived in her home. So I True. wish you the same kind of luck Cinderella had with her mice friends. Oh, we're good. These things are, while cute and cuddly, and they don't scare me, they don't bother me, I know that it could be a turnoff for others. So that's why I'm just going to relocate them. All right, I'm just going to, I'm going to take them. I'm going to relocate them okay. to heaven. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to reunite them with their ancestors. <laughs> Hell yes. All right, you got one more thing to be thankful for, L. So you know how when you're on an airplane? Yeah. And even if you have the neck pillow, you know, you kind of doze off and you go this way and you go back and you go... Well, my husband got me a straight jacket for your neck. And what? basically you put like a, it's like a neck collar straight jacket that your chin like rests in this thing. And that, that way it's impossible for your head to move from side to side or front to back. So you can sit perfectly straight up what? and go to sleep and your head it's just completely supported by this like straight jacket neck brace thing that you put. You look like a total moron while you're wearing it, but man, it's really, really cool. And something I didn't know that I needed. Number one of my power rankings right now as I travel. Bro, there is somebody who just had like back surgery in a hospital and like the nurses can't find the extra back thing because <laughs> they're like, guys, 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 we're, we're missing the back thing, the neck thing. We're missing one. <laughs> Omar just swiped it, dude, on your way to Panama. Hell yeah. All right, El, my last one is I am thankful for the state of New Hampshire. No sales tax. El, I'm about to, I'm just about to go buy some stuff. Yeah. All right, that's it. No sales tax, man. Yeah. And by the way, for those of you that have never had the fortune of driving into New Hampshire, um, when you get to the border, there is just this obnoxious sign that is Hell about- yeah. I'd say it's, what would you say? It's about 40 yards wide. Damn. About, I mean, it's really big. And it just says, live free or die. It's just huge. It's it's a statement. It's a way of life. It is the badge of honor that New Hampshireans. That's right. Wear um, that they will, they would rather live free or die. And live free to them is no taxes, no seatbelt rules. You can't make me wear a seatbelt. you. Who do you think you are making me wear a seatbelt? I'm going to live free or die. I'd rather die. I'd rather die. I would rather die. you tell die. me to put on a seatbelt. Live free, bitches, or die. And just to be clear, I'm pretty sure you still have to wear a seatbelt over here. <laughs> Standing on business. Listen, as we get out of here, we want you to know that this is the last time. This is the last time that the L. Duncan show featuring Gary Streisky will not also be a television show. Let's go, folks. Let's go! News that you may or may not have heard, which is that ESPN's popular podcasts are coming to a TV network near you. That TV network being ESPN2 
that day for us being every Friday, every Friday, two to three, you can check out the L Duncan show on ESPN two. You will see our beautiful faces on linear mm -hmm. television. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. I think really good stuff. And I'm really excited for who I think we've got tapped to be our first guest when we Ooh. go live on national television. Live That's awesome. Live look. We got, and listen, y'all don't got to wait two, three, four weeks like you would at the Panama Canal. No, you wait like two days. <laughs> we have been there on Friday, this Friday. This Friday. So the podcast will still drop and the YouTube show every Thursday. You can still get it then, but you'll be able to watch it on TV on Fridays. And we're hoping that you'll tell somebody to tell somebody. Here's a hint. The person that we will be getting on the show, should it all work out with timing, will also have a podcast that will be airing on television the day before ours. Um, only I do my podcast with my dog. This person does her podcast with her dog. Dog. D-O-G. That's the hint. Can I give one hint or are we already past our time? Um, you can give one hint. It's the only other Korean person at the network. <laughs> there it is. I knew your hint was going to really be the dead giveaway. So there it is. Next time you see our beautiful faces, we'll be on TV. Thanks for hanging with us. Hopefully I've recovered and I long longer have a horrific sunburn. And uh, if I do, that's what makeup's for. Let's go. Peace out, Elle.